3: Hello, good afternoon and welcome to join us today live from our studio here in Kokomlimi, Accra. We're live on TSTV channel 421 and Go TV channel 125 around the world on myjoyonline.com. Coming up, resident of Manso Asari Chrome take on their chief for looking on for illegal mining to surge in the community, putting their community at risk. Also in this bulletin, four persons dead in recent northeast regional region floods with over 150 others displaced in East Mampusi Municipality. And in Niger, coup, hundreds of trucks delivering onions to Ghana, blocked at Benin border. We have the latest. Also Ghana ranked fourth best English-speaking country among 20 others, in Africa, falling below South Africa, Kenya, and Nigeria in the just released 2022 English Proficiency Index. We have details plus business, sports, world news, and showbiz all in this package. Stay with us. <music> Now, makers of the Econa Royal Family of Manso Asari Chrome in the Ashanti region are unhappy with the achieve for allowing a surge in illegal mining activities in the area. They accuse the chief of selling farmlands for galamsey activities. Sources of, for, of water for domestic and farming activities have been heavily polluted from illegal mining. There's more in this report.
4: Cocoa farms and other lands for food crops have been excavated for gold mining at Pechi No. 1 in the Amancia West District. Vast farmlands at Manso Asarukrum, Antuakrum, Keniago, Banco, Pechi No. 1, and Enciana are left with huge gullies, posing danger to farmers in the enclave, especially when it rains. Farmers have to walk cautiously in and out of their farms to stay safe from pits left uncovered by illegal mining activities and their farm gates.
5: (laughs) On sighting our
4: team, these illegal miners, including Chinese, took their heels leaving behind their heavy machinery. The Ghana Cocoa Board projects its annual cocoa output to rise to 1.6 million tonnes by 2026. But this is threatened by the activities of illegal miners. Mining equipment are visible at most sites visited at Pichi No. 1. A site close by the road at Manso Asarukrum has two excavators digging for gold. The lands belong to natives of Pichin No. 1. The head of a Kwana clan, Nana Kwisi, blames the chief of Pichin No. 1 for the wanton destruction of farms, lands, and water
6: bodies. <laughs>
7: The, the Chinese are destroying our th- land. Th- they th- use th- metals th- on the th- land, which we learn is poisonous. Th- our countrymen are polluted. We are eating fish in a river that
6: is polluted. We need th- your th- help. Th-
4: the Nkoswo of Pechi Number 1, Nana Nanakofi the Third, is seeking the intervention of the Asantehini to curb the menace.
6: Where they
7: are mining is close to town, they have destroyed all the cocoa farms. Otifo, kindly intervene because I get angry when people tarnish your image.
4: Pechi number 1 chief Nana Poku has failed to respond to the accusations. Meanwhile, the youth of Pechi number 1 are planning to demonstrate against the chief if nothing is done about the illegal mining activities. Reporting for Joe News, Nana Pwachi Dankwa Now, four
3: persons have been confirmed dead in the recent northeast flooding, with over 150 others displaced. In the East Mampresi Municipality of the Northeast region, according to the Parliament Chief of Bingtree, hundreds of farmland have also been destroyed while many residents remained cut off in the communities. The chief said the displaced persons were being hosted in a primary school at Yankansia. Regional Nadmo Director John Alhassan Kweku has been given the breakdown of affected persons.
8: See, some of the areas are not accessible, so okay. you will not be able to get there. But we have the idea about what is happening there because uh, the farmland, uh, they are their they, are, they are and then the, the road network mm. so movement is actually difficult for them. But, uh, like I said, we are on the ground trying to uh, see how best we can help the situation within our own uh, capacity. Mm. Yeah. But, but the places
3: that you can assess uh, is the water receding.
8: Yeah, not 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 as much, because uh, I just want to take our time to uh, do the proper thing, because uh, we have been able to do assessment in 66 six communities across the region. Okay. 66 six communities across the region. So we are still doing the assessment. It's ongoing. So as and when we are done, we'll share the report with you. Oh, so the report can be in uh, various forms. Mm-hmm. It could be food items, building materials, uh, Clothing, cooking utensils, they've been packed. It's also accepted because their business and other business have been disrupted. So, uh, the support can be in that, in that, in that form.
3: Mm. Okay. Alright then. Uh, so, uh, let, let's see how it will go. But, but are, are you picking a report of, of the situation today? As we speak, what's the latest on this, on this matter, on this flooding situation?
8: Like my minister indicated,
3: well, the regional minister, Ayedana Zakaria, um, also taught some affected areas yesterday and shared his assessment of the situation with Joy News.
9: You get worry the the that have been flooded. But mm. for human life, it can be to our maker. I, I think that um, mm. they have recorded two deaths. That's unfortunate. Okay. But if it were in the past, it would have been more than that.
3: Okay, so, so two people have died.
9: So far, yes. And mm. um, one died on his way from Gatouri to Creek, um, And he was caught in the rain, and he didn't know that a crater had actually been created on the road. So he fell into it. Unfortunately, that was the end of his life. And mm. um, a community called Gardening. Um, one little boy, you no know, children in water. Whatever happened. When the parents were busy trying to salvage what they could, this child out of nowhere decided to swim in, in the water, and that also was the end of life. And oh. So these two, unfortunately, we lost them. A third person was injured, and he's still uh, um, uh, going through a uh, treatment at the Balganda well, Regional Hospital, mm-hmm. and we are praying for him to recover.
3: Now, to other stories. Commercial drivers at Bumbaria and its environs in the Katamansu municipality of the Greater Accra region have suspended their sit-down strike today. They state that the suspension follows an assurance from the Katamansu municipal assembly to address the deplorable road in the area. Municipal chief executive of the area, Samuel Oko Amankwa, promises to have the road fixed by the end of this week. My colleague Carlos Kaloni. Uh, has more and joins me with the latest. Carlos, what's the situation on the stretch today?
10: All right, so, brace. Uh, following yesterday's uh, agitation of mm-hmm. sit down strike by the drivers this morning, uh, we visited a stretch and realized that the drivers were not on the stretch as we actually um, gave the assurance that they would be doing this morning. Mm-hmm. And so, um, as we speak, no sit down strike is ongoing. And so we inquired from the drivers why, and they have been saying that yesterday after the incident, they got some assurances from the MTE that very soon machines will be deployed to the road to uh, start some construction work there. So mm-hmm. that is the situation. Uh, they've actually suspended the uh, sit-down strike, as we speak. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: now, what's, so they've been telling you that because of the assurances, they have called it off. But but what about, have they started working? Do you see people boarding them? What are the residents telling you?
10: Okay, so uh, as we speak, uh, like I said, I saw the entire stretch this morning. I did not see any uh, head moving machine on the stretch. But the drivers believe that the assurances given by the MCA would actually get something. However, they say that if by Monday they they, they don't see any activity on the road, they are likely to come back on Monday heavily with their sit-down strike. As for the residents, they have decided that when the drivers come on the road again as a sit-down strike or whatever protest they want to do, residents say they, they will join the drivers to, to actually take a, a protest over the deplorable state of the road.
3: Okay. Now, we've been joined on the telephone line by the chairman of the Drivers' Association, Rexford. And um, Rexford, grateful that you could join us. Now, uh, so end by weekend, the, the promises or the assurance by the Assembly is not fulfilled. W- what do you intend to do?
10: Okay. Good afternoon, sir. Uh, can you hear me now? I can hear you, sir. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, um, I think uh, your colleagues have earlier asked uh, have interviewed me about what I said. And what I'm trying to say is that um, if, you know, as yesterday we saw them surveying the road and, and they gave us assurance that this week we will see something on the road. And what we are saying, we have, because of that, that is why we have suspended our sitting, sitting down strike. And what we are expecting from today up to Saturday or Sunday and we do not see anything, then we will advise ourselves.
3: Okay, all right, and if you say you advise yourself, what what do you mean by that?
10: That What I am trying trying to say is that we will go on the sit down strike again. That is Monday coming. Mm.
3: Okay, all right. I'm grateful to you for joining us here. Rexford is the chairman of the Drivers' Union in the Katamansu area. Now, uh, to other stories, over 100 trucks loaded with onions are logged up in, at the border town between Benin and Niger following the border closure. The action was taken on the orders of the Economic Community of West African State, ECOWAS, in opposing the military takeover in Niger. Onion traders in Ghana have so far lost close to 40 million citizens as trucks cutting their onions are logged up in Niger. Nanae Ojima of our Foreign Desk delves more into the issue and files this
11: report. The Kwakasu onion market is the biggest in the Ashanti region. At least 30 trucks, each cutting about 330 bags of onions, are offloaded at the beginning of every week. On a typical day at the market, five trucks are offloading onions at the market. Truck driver Mohamed Salisu was stranded cutting onions on the border for a week. He says it took intervention of Ghana's embassy to the landlocked country to get access for the tracks bound for
6: Ghana
11: some trucks have been on the
7: border for ten to twelve days. I stayed there for just a week
6: ghana ambassador.
7: We had to call the Ghana ambassador's office, who sent a delegation to the border. The ambassador also came the following day to resolve the
6: issue.
11: Mumuni Abdulai, who was bound for Niger, had to divert his route to Nigeria to get onions after being stranded at the Benin borders
6: for
12: days
11: we spent
4: days on the border so we had to change our destination to Nigeria to get some
6: onions
11: Video footage available to join news shows hundreds of tracks cutting onions stranded at the border. The content of the tracks are already rotten away. Some of the trucks are offloading the onions for local
7: traders.
11: (laughs) About 100 trucks expected to deliver onions to the Kwaadaso market are locked up in Niger for many days. Each truck is transporting at least 300 bags of onions at the cost of 1,500 cds each. An estimated 45 million cds worth of onions remain locked up at the border. For fear of terrorist activities at the Niger Burkina Faso border, the route is not an option for the truck drivers. Mohammed Amidou, early morning received three hundred and fifty bags of onions he had imported after opening the sacks. Most of them were rotten, forcing him to sell the little he could salvage for two hundred cities per bag instead of thousand five hundred cities
8: we can't
7: do anything we look up to gold now
2: waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30 percent in 2023 if you're in a bind this tax season lifelock can help our u.s-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.
1: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count.
0: Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. I
7: will have to search for a loan to help me get back into business. If I don't get a loan, we thank God.
11: Many importers at the onion market count their loss. Mumuni Alabila has two tracks of onions locked up in Niger. It is unclear when these tracks will get to cross the border. He wants the ECOWAS to find a solution to the present situation.
6: We the the onion trailists, we are getting a bank loan and doing our business. When the cars block over there, it affected us more. So as now, we don't know what we are going to do. We are appealing the government to do what he will do and get our goods to come. Some of our goods, is fall over there. About two years now.
9: So when we are here, some of our, some of us,
6: some of the tourists here now, some of us, they are in hospital. Two of my brothers, they are in hospital because of their... Money over there
11: the onion retailers who have purchased the bags offloaded in the morning dip their hands through the onions poured on the ground in search for those in best shape they find it difficult retrieving the good
5: ones <inaudible> They are all rotten. We have paid them already. We pay for the onions before we get the opportunity to open the sacks. So we are incurring losses. Mm-hmm. I bought five sacks and they are all rotten. If this continues like this, how do we take care of our
9: children?
11: According to the traders, the locally cultivated onions are least preferred by consumers for diverse reasons. Some have nicknamed it Sobolo due to the red color. Here are other reasons some consumers shy away from the local variety
5: it was very difficult to sell the local onions the customers kept complaining until this
11: situation is you, probably there stand to be sorted of onions on the market. For Joy News, get into reporting.
3: Now, the 2022 English Proficiency Index has ranked Ghana fourth in Africa and 41st globally, fall- falling below the levels of Russia, France, Cuba, and Spain. In Africa, South Africa placed first, with Kenya and Nigeria assuming second and third positions respectively. The Education First English Proficiency Index, uh, EFEPI, attempts to rank countries by the equity of English language skills amongst those adults who took the EF test The 2022 edition was calculated using test data from 2.1 million test takers in 2021. 111 countries and territories appear in the 2022 edition of the index. Let's have a look at the situation on the continental level in the case of the first 20 African countries and their performance. Now, uh, South Africa comes first, Kenya comes second, Nigeria comes third, Ghana comes fourth, uh, Uganda comes fifth, Tunisia sixth, Tanzania, 7th, Ethiopia, 8th, Morocco, 9th, and Algeria, 10th. So this is the first 10. Then 11th is Egypt, Mozambique comes 12th, Sudan, 13th, uh, Cameroon, 14th, Somalia, 15th, Cote d'Ivoire, 16th, Angola, 17th, Rwanda, 18th, Libya, 19th, and the Democratic Republic of Congo comes 20th. well as an english-speaking country to what extent will english language skills affect anything we do as a people living in a global village member of the education committee in parliament peter Mochu culture says it does and the latest ranking should trigger a cause for worry
13: As we all know is our official language in the country and every business is conducted in it um many countries are coming up now uh, with uh, proficiency in the language, and Ghana cannot be left behind. Years ago, we used to be on top uh, of all these uh, skills that are used in uh, judging the proficiency. As we all know, is our official language in the country, and every business is conducted in it. Um, many countries are coming up now. Uh, with uh, proficiency in the language. And Ghana cannot be left behind. Years ago, we used to be on top uh, of all these uh, skills that are used in uh, judging the proficiency. But let us not forget that uh, people of other countries are also doing very well now. And Ghana's position does not come to me as a surprise. Uh, what we need to do now is to make sure that uh, we up our game. Uh, We should not be playing third position uh, as it is now. Because uh, we have that flair for good English, other than the other countries. But one major problem we are having now is uh, the inability of our learners to read. The reading culture has reduced so much in the country that uh, we are not doing well. So, if we uh, revive the interest that the uh, learners you have in reading, I'm sure we can regain our first position. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is a major thing. And then the news of uh, this mobile phone is also creating a problem. Uh, we are beginning to like speaking English so much in the country now, okay. which didn't used to be the, the case. So, there's a need for that also to make sure that uh, whilst we are um, speaking either broken English or pidgin English, we must not forget about the value of uh, the English language itself that is used as a medium of uh, instruction in our schools. So mm-hmm. These are the few reasons why we are falling in that uh, ranking scale. Yeah, there should be a cause for worry, although uh, some are not happy. That uh, we are using the English language as the only medium of uh, instruction for all uh, our activities. Yes, not until we decide on any Ghanaian language that will be our official language, the English language will remain to be our official language.
3: Joining us on the line now is head of the English Department of the University of Ghana, Legon, Professor uh gladys answer for more grateful to you uh prof for joining us uh, what does this mean to you as an authority in the language
14: thank you samuel and a uh, very good afternoon to you mm. and to your listeners um it's interesting when you say authority
3: <laughs> <laughs> i mean you've, you've thought this language for some time now so between well, you and yes. i you, may, you are the authority
14: well, but I, I speak to you better. <laughs> <I>
3: mean, <laughs> okay, all right. Okay.
14: I mean, for me, it's, it's an interesting thing. There are in, interesting twists. Mm. Um, four in the continent, ordinarily, it's not a bad idea at all. But if you look at the first three, South Africa, Kenya, Nigeria, these three countries are either uh, multilingual or bilingual officially, or have a multilingual language in education policy. So you ask yourself, and Ghana is officially monolingual in English. Mm. So why is it that the multilingual communities, countries are doing better? South Africa has 12 official languages including okay. English. Kenya has two, uh, Swahili and English. Officially, Nigeria has one. But in their education policy, you will have to learn your local language um, as, a, as a subject. You have to learn one of the three major languages, Hausa, Igbo, Yoruba. Up to secondary school, it is composed and French, in addition to English. So why are they doing better? Why are they ahead of us? In the literature and from experience, it, is, it has been established that when people are competent in their own languages, they are able to transfer their competence Mm -hmm. into other languages that they learn later on. Mm -hmm. So if you speak Ghana and you are very competent in Ghana, when you learn English, you are likely to be very successful and become very competent. Mm -hmm. In Ghana, teachers are beating young children for speaking their own languages. Between them and saying, they should say, I'm a fool for speaking vernacular. We even call it vernacular. And yet we are not doing well in English. We are pretending so that that what I am driving at is that we are making ourselves incompetent in the languages of our environment, the languages that define who we are the concepts around us that we we think about, the things we see daily, we don't have the English to express them. And that's what's making us incompetent. Mm. Um, So until we set up as a nation to look carefully at our language policy and our language and education policy, nothing will happen. Uh, the language and education policy currently says that from class one to three, teachers should use a language of the community. But there is no policy that ensures that primary school teachers are posted to areas where they can speak the local language. So I teach teach, and you post me to Navrongo. I don't teach um, Kasana. And uh, yet, I am supposed to teach in Tassana, to be able to teach them English. How do I do it? So the teacher becomes incompetent, and I teach the incompetence to the children. And, and that, that, for me, that's what seems to be mm, mm, happening. And, mm. we are, you know, the most worrying thing is that we seem to be abandoning our local languages for English. And yet, we are failing in English. So then we lose, you know, double. We lose our local languages and we are incompetent in in English. Mm. And and that is really, really worrying. For me, that is more worrying than um, the fourth position we we, we are at. Mm. We we probably need to start a national conversation around the teaching of English and the teaching of other languages, language education generally, in our school system. Mm.
3: I'm, I'm, I'm excited by the angle of the mother tongue and how, how you bring it in. So, so, so you don't feel it's a mark on how the subject English is taught in our schools, including the universities?
14: Um, in, in some respects, yes. So the books we are using, for example, apart from maybe a literature book, African literature book, a lot of the books and a lot of the concepts are especially if you are from the international school, they are wholesale from US or UK. And at the foundational level, there are concepts these books discuss, talk about that we are children and cannot be familiar with this if you are talking about It's just too abstract, you know. And, and as, as a lecturer here at the university, English department, you see what students, university students write, including those in, in my department, uh, even at the master's level. Mm-hmm. People who have finished uh, first degree from somewhere, they want to come and do a second degree in English. And they are these are people who are already speaking the language and you ask yourself what are they teaching
9: the people
3: okay all right yeah mm-hmm. it, it, it's exciting speaking to you i i'd love for us to do this more grateful to you for joining us uh, professor gladys and science head of the english department university of Ghana, Legon. after extensive reportage by george Hughes on the fiscal abuse of a nine-year-old girl at Goso in the hafo region she's a in full educational scholarship and care Little Stephanie lost full function of her left hand after her stepmother literally bored her hands in a rice cooker for taking her to Ghana cities. Following a series of reports by Rastos Asaridonko on her condition, Mason Gold Bibiani Limited funded a number of surgeries to save the almost deteriorating hand. The company has stepped up support for the girls' education as well. Rastos Asaridonko visits
15: little Stephanie in school and reports.
9: Sorry, sorry.
15: little stephanie's stepmother allegedly held her hands in boiling water for taking her two cities to buy food the incident was first reported in march last year the girl's deteriorating hand was discovered weeks later at their Goso home in their half-origin after about six months in hospital and a series of surgeries funded by the Mencing Gold BBN Limited, doctors were able to retain the hand and partial use of it. The mining firm has further responded to the multimedia group's call for help for this child. Stephanie has been placed in the company's flagship model school with full scholarship, including free meals and transportation from her village about eight miles from Baby Annie. Her class teacher, Seth Autry, says she is improving academically.
11: When he came, the performance was a little bit uh, down, but... Now she is progressing.
15: Headmaster of Gold BBN Limited Basic School, William Bajansa, admits though the abuse had a psychological effect on her, the school
11: has embraced her. Initially, she was tense and timid, and we saw that she used to
12: cover her deformed hand with a
11: handkerchief. So, I met with my staff and we decided to officially introduce her to the whole school to explain her situation to the school for them to accept her how she is. So, we did that and then the students accepted her, and after that, she,
12: she mingled with them freely.
15: Sustainability manager of the Mensin Gold Bibiani Limited, Emmanuel Edu, speaks of the company's vision for Stephanie
6: we have given her full scholarship into our busy
3: school which is the best school in western north region and Bibiani, and one of the best in the country she gets free feeding she gets free transportation she gets free school uniform she gets free school logistics like
15: books uh, pens and all other materials including her school uniforms meanwhile Ellen Sewa, the stepmom accused of abusing her, is being tried by a Goso circuit court. Stephanie's biological mother has an
5: update. Initially, she claimed innocence, but later went for a lawyer and claimed the act was not intentional. She said she was trying to beat the child, and she accidentally fell and dipped her hand in hot water. Her lawyers tried to intimidate us in court, but we are not perturbed. We pray for justice.
15: Reporting for Joy News. Erastus Asaridonko,
9: you're
3: yes, still so watching, join us today. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with business. <laughs>
6: Hello, my name is Abeiku Agri Santana.
9: If there's anything that
6: makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still they chump better with Ecobank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town,
15: store and discover the smart way to bank Echo Bank, the pan-african bank daddy daddy oh, this tank is big
8: yes that's true
15: it can store a lot of water that's
4: so true
15: wow it has a working surface like it
4: hmm that's so true
15: i can see as i-n-t-e-s mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
4: syntax that is so true my daughter
15: well it's further into spoiler that's
4: not true
15: but
1: why hey.
15: <laughs>
6: syntax was the first to introduce double layer tanks in ghana syntax again was the first to introduce white inner layers in ghana Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex Tank. Are you strong?
12: Hi, good afternoon, welcome to Business. My name is Daryl Powell. Prices of petrol and diesel are likely to increase averagely by about 5.7% beginning tomorrow, August 16, for the next two weeks. The price of liquefied petroleum gas is also expected to go up by about 11%. Now, according to the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, the expected increase is due to the 11% rise in prices of finished products on the international market and the about 6% surge in the price of crude oil. Here's executive secretary of COPEC, Duncan Amwa. The second
16: pricing window for August uh, commences tomorrow, and uh, indications are that uh, Ghanaians may pay more for petrol, diesel, and LPG. For petrol, you are looking at about 3%, depending on the OMC. Uh, for diesel, you could be doing about 6 7% uh, increase. Again, for LPG, you are also looking at uh, something in the region of 8 to 12 percent. These are numbers we
11: pick up as of today.
12: Also, in the news, the Ghana Development Communities Association, a non government organization in the northern region, has called on government to include social accountability in the African Continental Free Trade Area Implementation Strategy. The GDCA believes this transformative initiative will also ensure transparency, inclusivity, and effective progress tracking. The Executive Director, Haji Osman Abdurrahman, made this proposal at a press conference in Tamale.
5: The press conference organized by the GDCA was to mark this year's Africa Day of Decentralization and Local Government by the African Union with a focus on acceleration of AFTA and how local governance can speed up the progress. Executive Director of the GDCA, Alaji Osman Abdurrahman, said transparency, inclusivity, and effective progress tracking will help expedite the benefits of AFTA for Ghanaians.
17: In a significant strive towards propelling Ghana's participation in Africa to new heights, GDCA is glad to share the importance of integrating social accountability into the Africa implementation strategy this inclusivity and effective progress tracking, thereby expediting the benefits of Africa for the people of the country. It's a great platform for Ghana's economic advancement, offering access to an expanded market of over 1.3 billion consumers across the African continent. As a nation renowned for its entrepreneurial spirit, and diverse economic sectors, Ghana stands poised to reap substantial gains from from the Afca. However, the successful realisation of these gains requires an unwavering commitment to transparent governance and the active involvement of all stakeholders.
5: He said Afghans has a huge potential for local development.
17: The Africa Initiative presents a huge potential for local development. It is argued to be either the largest or the second largest to the World Trade Organization, considering the number of members, the potential market population, and other factors. For Ghana, in particular, hosting the African Secretariat presents Additional opportunity to the country.
5: Elijah Osman also raised concerns over trade policy initiatives and ideas remaining at the continental and national levels without attempts to bring it to the local level.
12: And that's all uh, in business for now. More on the marketplace. What's up next?
5: Yes, 12 essential vitamins that growing bodies need. So we'll grow healthy and strong and, and smart? Absolutely.
11: Kidivite multivitamin tonic contains all the essential vitamins and nutrients needed for the healthy development of children from age 1 to 12 years. Also available, Kidivite multivitamin drops for babies under 12 months. Grow strong, grow healthy with bite Distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA.
12: As we sports now on journeys journey today with me with tawha nabila Abdoulaye. and uh, to wait a further the board chairman of aqua house of folk says that the biggest enemy of the club is within the the club itself according to him many people outside the phobia family actually believes that there is a fracas um, involving management players and supporters and he says that this negativity has made it very difficult for the club to be able to secure some sponsorship. The biggest challenge we have had so
6: far has been from our own people. The biggest challenge from our own people, which is not fair. Even in the animal's kingdom, I'm sorry to say, lions, they come together. They won't betray one of their own to highness. Would they do that? They won't do that. Lions will come together and defend their own against highness, let alone betray. I mean, that's the only thing I know. Where, others always insults, negativity, insults. So that even the good things we are doing, people will paint a negative picture, rubbish even the movement that we are building, which is the envy of many other clubs. It's not right. Dr. said it. We all cannot think alike. And that's the beauty of humanity. Because we cannot think alike, that's why we're making progress. Your idea comes, his idea comes, my idea comes. All we see is progress. If we all think alike, it means what? Our forward match will be stifled. We can make progress. That's a reality. That is the reality. You know. Since we took what has been the biggest challenge. making it go for us to raise sponsorship because people think we are always fighting. People think we are always fighting. Those who have been against us have succeeded in stifling our progress. Some of the things we are seen man, for example, could have happened much, much, much earlier. A lot of the dreams. Have been materializing much, much, much earlier, but from within we are fighting. If the crocodile comes from the river and tells you about the nature of life, then can you dispute it? So people come from here, pretend. I mean, they are talking about the family, as of folk, pretend they know every bad that is happening and go and present it. Everybody believes it because it's coming from our supporters, because no supporter is known to undermine his own. So if some of undermining his own, then there must be some truth in it. If it comes from the house and says the house is burning, it must be true. But it's not true. I said, it for example, we never sack Babish. Some people like to say it every day up till now that we sack Babish. Even though they not know the truth, why are we like this? People know we, don't, we didn't sack, uh, uh, what? Kenichi? But they so dishonestly and wickedly one said that
9: every day.
12: Let's go over to Parliament right now. My colleague, Blazer Sugar, is standing by with details of what is happening in Parliament.
18: Committee of Parliament. Uh, the, we know that Ghana uh, has decided to deploy a military contingent to be part of the ECOWAS uh, force that will be sent to stabilise the situation in neighbouring Niger. Uh, as we speak now, that meeting has wrapped up. The meeting has wrapped up, and you can see in your shots now some of the members of the of Parliament who are joining us live now, uh, ranking on the committee. Honourable, I mean, but we'll get we'll get some of the ministers as well who would uh, also. Uh, comment and speak to us live. We are live on the Join News channel. If you are watching us now, you can see the Defence Minister uh, in your shots right now. Uh, Honourable, 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 you are live, live on Join News. What, what message can you share about today's uh, meeting? What, I told you that I have no interview so We are live on Join News. What, what do you have to share with our viewers? so that's the defense minister Dominic Niti in your shots there Um, he wouldn't uh, say a word after today's meeting we're still waiting to see uh, what the fallout will be we'll be getting more updates from you as the minority is also set to share uh, their uh, word on the fallout from the meeting we are also waiting for some uh, other MPs to file out so we can at least try and get some word from them Um, this is supposed to be a joint meeting uh, between the defense and also the foreign affairs uh, committee we had the defense minister Dominic Nitti will just uh, walk out. We'll be waiting for some more um, of the members of the committee to also uh, come out from the side, uh, and then we'll get to interact with them and find out what it is that they have to share after today's uh, engagement. Uh, We know that we have... um, the likes of uh, Samuel Okujetua Blakwa, who is the Noughton MP. He is also on the Foreign Affairs Committee, uh, some heated exchanges that happened earlier today. Uh, also present is James Agalga, who happens to be uh, the ranking on the Defence and Interior Committee. Um, so if you're watching us now, this is the joining channel, and we're bringing to you live this... Um, meeting that transpired throughout the early parts of today. It's about uh, wrapping up and it's a meeting between government and also uh, the defense and interior committees of parliament. We also do know uh, that, um, of course, we'll be having some of the MPs' file out very shortly. Uh, But just to brief you on what has transpired so far, there's been this whole conversation surrounding what it is that uh, the parliamentary select committee would decide on as to whether or not they would support the decision by the president to commit the troops to the ECOWAS force. Mind you, that uh, President Akufado, when he went to Abuja, decided to support the decision um, by ECOWAS and also to support the decision to uh, be a member uh, of the joint decision that was made uh, by uh, the uh, committee, uh, the, the, the committee of the security chiefs as, as was decided. And so there's, um, the meeting is just about wrapping up. We're waiting for the MPs to file out. You saw the Defence Minister uh, walk out. He wouldn't say a word to us as to what the decision is uh, but we know that, and just monitoring uh, in that meeting, we know that the key, a key consideration and a key concern for these MPs has been about Article um, 40 of the 1992 Constitution. Article 40 of the 1992 Constitution, bothering on issues about how the government of Ghana can deal with other nations. There are restrictions surrounding what the requirements are in terms of uh, A, B, and C of Article 40. Um, We'll wait to decide what, what, of course, uh, and hear from the members of the committee on what the next steps will be. But quite a busy day for the committee as well, because they'll be engaging uh, the leading members um, of the Ghana Police Service as well. Uh, We're picking information that. The Inspector General of Police will uh, be joining the meeting shortly. We're not too sure if that is also part of today's engagement, but um, you can see them filing through and walking into that meeting. So, we'll be giving you live updates as and when we have them, but the IGP in your shots now, um, Dr. Kufordampari, they're walking into that meeting. We're not sure what the essence of the meeting is, uh, but we will definitely keep you updated. This is the Join News channel and uh, you saw also the Defence Minister, Dominic Nitu, the um, Declining to speak to us after that meeting with the Foreign Affairs and Defense Committee. Uh, we're waiting to see what the official briefing will be uh, from this joint meeting that has been sitting throughout the early parts of today to where we are now. We have the Interior Minister as well, um, also present here in Parliament, and we're waiting to see uh, what the official briefing is. Uh, but if you're joining us now and you're watching us on the Join you Channel, I must update you that Parliament is indeed having a meeting, a uh, meeting with the National Security Minister and also the Defence Minister, what we do know is that um, following President Kofando's decision to also um, deploy uh, that team, uh, the troop the Ghanaian troops to join the ECOWAS force uh, there's been concern from the ranking of both the Defence and Interior Committee and also um, the Foreign Affairs Committee is the reason for which we had the National Security Minister, the Defence Minister uh, Deputy um, Foreign Affairs Minister also uh, joining the meeting throughout the day um, and what we do know so far is that there's been a concern about some of the constitutional requirements, let's see if Honourable Andy you say what. hello Honourable Okay, he's not saying, uh, he's not sharing a word with us. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely be getting some updates shortly. Uh, I guess the agreement among some of the committee members was that uh, the members must desist uh, from making some media comments. I, I don't know if that's a, or the official arrangement and what they have all come to agree on. But you can see live in your shots that the IGP just walking in a few minutes ago um, to engage the. Interior and different uh, Committee of Parliament. Uh, there are also representatives from the Foreign Affairs uh, Committee there um, in your shot, as you see on the Join News Channel. Now, we must also indicate at this point, and I see there in my shots the Honorable Samuel Kuchetua Blackwell, probably uh, we might get a word from him uh, to see what, what the fallouts from that meeting has been. Um, but if you're watching the Join News Channel, we need to update you that the decision by the government of Ghana to opt for what it is that the President has decided on for the ECOWAS meeting, is subject now to some discussions here in Parliament. Uh, We're waiting for the official briefing, at least if the majority side would not comment, as you've seen in the short, probably we'll get to some uh, members of the minority side to say a few words to us. The Inspector General of Police is also making uh, an appearance today. We're waiting to see what the outcome of that engagement is. So, Uh, if you're watching us now and you can see us live on your television just um, stay with us here on the Join News channel, Uh, we'll bring you some updates shortly Um, you see some other security chiefs also around, Um, we're waiting to see what what the briefing will be so there they go in, moving into that briefing, Uh, I'm sure that it's all part of the series of engagements that will be happening as far as as this whole stabilization force issue is uh, concerned. The concern for some of the MPs and I must run you through that throughout the morning has been what the position of the constitution is article 40 of our constitution talking about the fact that in our dealings with other nations the government shall first of all A, that's article um, 40, the requirements 40A promote and protect as the constitution is directing the interest of Ghana the B also talks about seeking the establishment of a just and equitable international economic and social order then the c which is subject to you know the concern that the mp's on the committee have been raising has been about promoting respect for international law treaty and obligation and here's what you need to point, we need to point you out to the fact that there's this need for our country to opt for the settlement of international disputes by peaceful means. So that has been the concern of the MPs on the committee today. Uh, But the majority side appears to be raising concerns about the need to adhere to the principles uh, enshrined in all as the case may be, the aims of, first of all, the Charter of the United Nations, also the Charter of the Organization of African Unity, the Commonwealth, and there's also the last provision that the Treaty of the Economic Community of West African States. So there you see it, uh, the ranking member on the Foreign Affairs Committee, Samuel Okujetua Black, walking out of the meeting. Uh, Honourable, you're live on Join News. Uh, How did the meeting go today? Well, um,
16: we have decided that we will... Not disclose the content of the discussions and uh, uh, the, the outcome of the of the meeting. Uh, so I will just uh, say that it's 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 been a good meeting for now.
18: From my monitoring, I see and that Article 40 has come up. Legal issues and concerns, as uh, of course your other ranking on this other side, the has been raising, is Article 40 of concern to you as well as the minorities? The entire
16: legality of anything that will happen must be of concern to all of us as lawmakers. And uh, at the end of the day, it's about our national interest. I mean, article, that's anything articles, to go Article by. 73 yes. and Article 40 mm-hmm. is very clear. Yes. Uh, our national interest must be at the center of any decision. Our national interest. And don't forget Article 40c encourages peaceful resolutions. Of matters but if you go so, to d we, we are to adhere with whatever decision the sub-regional body acquires. so 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 as i've uh, told you this sensitive talking about law because right. that, I,
18: I i heard that come yeah. up on on the committee that this is a matter of law it will come up from at at, as, as
16: you do know uh, yeah. consultations are going to continue on this matter this is a very sensitive matter and since we have a collective agreement that we will not divulge the details at this point. I think that we should go with that. Uh, but as time progresses, I'm sure that we are going to but have. How will you diffuse the legal
18: have, argument? This have, this is not about a, what transpired. But but I, we know that. So we'll thank you very you much. Well, so that's the honourable Samuel Kujeta Black. are just walking off in your shots. There, uh, we're still monitoring. That was
3: from the Parliament House, uh, the meeting between government and uh, Parliament in our bid to uh, send military to intervene in the Niger uh, uh, situation. That, this is still Joy News. We'll be monitoring the situation in Parliament, and when anything comes up, we'll take you back there. But for now, we're going to- for.